everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Need to Know, where each week we serve up conversations surrounding the hottest trends and takes on baking. I'm Mia Brabham, host, entertainment expert, and leftover lover, and I'm here today with professional chef, cookbook author, and host of Bigger Boulder Baking, Gemma Stafford. Hello, Gemma and my Oprah voice. <laughs> Hi, Mia. Also love leftovers. I didn't. I, I like. I learn new things about you every week when you introduce yourself. I love leftovers. If like, like honestly, if leftovers didn't exist, Kevin would never have a dinner. That's all. That's all. We we get one new dinner one night, and then leftovers for at least one night. That is at least so ideal. Like I, I wake up. We've talked about this. I wake up thinking about dinner, and then I think about the leftovers that I'll have with that dinner, and I yeah. always cook to have leftovers and even with my my baking too I'm like I need to save half of this for the next day it's just so exciting (laughs) (laughs) it really is but how are you I'm good how are you I I am good I am going um I have lots of birthdays this week for friends so I need to make my list after this of things I need to bake but you know what's funny actually speaking of leftovers this just reminded me there was a tasty article I came across this week during my research and it was of people sharing recipes that taste even better the next day and so they had like three ingredient hazelnut brownies uh, oatmeal cream pies I think um, and so this is great because I can ask you which desserts do you think taste better the next day Oh, you know, you know what always tastes better the next day is making like, say, banana bread, for instance, mm-hmm. or gingerbread, something like, no, I don't mean the cookies. I mean, like the, the cakey, like the quick bread. Yeah. Those kinds of things, like, like, I, like you call them coffee cakes here in the US, but like those kinds of recipes are always best the next day. So like, don't cut it, just leave it. And then the next day, <clears throat> the texture and the flavor is so much better. I don't know. They just kind of see it just seems to get like even better. And sometimes with a banana bread, it gets a little bit sticky on top, mm, you yeah, know, the next day. So like, it's even like the flavor is even better. It's just like when you think about making, <clears throat> excuse me, when you make like bolognese and stuff, it just... I don't know. We just give it a few hours like overnight and it's just like kind of finds its finds itself. Oh, my gosh. How do you recommend, um, you know, heating up like cookies or the cake? Like what is the optimal amount of time in the microwave? Because I don't know if I figured it out. I wouldn't do a cookie. You're talking about like heating up a cookie in the microwave. Yeah, I'd cookies, back anything. into the oven. OK, oven for cookies. Yeah, oven for cookies, cake. Yeah, like honestly, the optimal time for like cake and slices of cake and whatever, thir- like 20 to 30 seconds. Like you do like want to be careful. But you know, have you ever, have you ever done this? Gotten a, like had like had a big slice of chocolate cake with like vanilla butter, like a, a fudge uh, buttercream on it. Yes. Or like kind of actually lots of different types of buttercreams I think would work well pop the whole slice with the frosting and everything like put it into the microwave for around like 20 to 30 seconds and like it's just incredible like the the frosting doesn't melt like it's not liquidy but it gets really soft and the cake gets warm so good oh my gosh that I always heat up my chocolate cake always chocolate cake reheated is so good okay but question about the cookies don't they do they get hard again like how what temperature should you put them on and for no, how they long? don't get hard again i'd say 350 just for a few minutes they, so if they're the gooey type of cookies they uh-huh. they kind of like what what we call like refresh so it's like refreshing something 
and they get gooey in the middle again like they're supposed to and then a little bit like kind of like fresh again because mm. they especially with those gooey cookies they're best eaten like some cookies are just best eaten the day that they're made yeah. And like my, for instance, my gooey cookie, chocolate chip cookie recipe is definitely eaten within a few hours. But then if you do have some left over, pop them back into the oven and it's like they came out f- like fresh from the oven again. And just put them in there at 350 for um, just, you know, two, three minutes. Oh my gosh, I'm salivating. This is such great advice. So good. See, because I'm, my cookies, I'm very particular about my cookies and I don't like them to be crispy. I like them soft. No, maybe not soft, but gooey, like you said. And so I always, anytime I bake cookies, I take them out like five minutes early. <laughs> I know I'm supposed to do the full cook time or bake time probably, but I always take them out a little early because then they're gooey and then the next day they're still gooey. Yeah, but yeah, honestly, yeah. it still holds it, I guess, if you do it at 350 for a few mm-hmm. minutes. So yeah, good to know. Oh, <laughs> the more you need to know. Oh my gosh, we need to find music. <laughs> da, 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 da. Didn't you sing for us one week or am I imagining things? Um, yeah, probably. I kind of tend to um, do a lot of sound effects, <laughs> when, <laughs> especially when I'm baking or like when I do like my Amazon lives or like when we, we used to go like even just in my videos in general, I kind of go and then roll this out. Boop, 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 And I didn't realize I was doing it until especially on the lives because the people would say like you know what is Gemma saying or what is she doing sing, and it's sing, like sing. And I just didn't know I, I I make a lot of sound effects just, uh, sound effects just in my life in general like ask Kevin I'm always kind of like doopy 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 doop <laughs> that's so fun uh, you know life is more fun with sound effects so everybody just needs a Gemma in their pocket to take everywhere I think we'd all have a lot of fun <laughs> so are we ready to dive into the topics this week yeah let's have it Let's do it. All right. Here's what we had this week. Hot from the oven. Very excited about this first one. So the live with Kelly and Ryan Star, Kelly Rippa, I think you know her, showed off the huge cake she had made. Uh, it was made by B-Cake NY. Pretty cool. For her son's high school graduation, Gemma, it was enormous. It was what? three tiers. Three tiers. I mean, I got to send you this picture. Three tiers. Do Michigan. send me a picture. Okay. It's uh, from, it was three tiers. It had a Michigan State University logo because that's where her son's going for wrestling. And it was topped like with these huge things like the fondant, like everything is, I said that so weird, the fondant. And uh, every, the fondant, the fondant and everything on it is just like huge. Um, My question for you is, is three tiers like too much for a graduation cake? Like what is the optimal amount of tiers? Because to me, this was overboard. It's a great cake. It's just a lot. Like- yeah, um, you know, so this looks like, a, like the, the, the decoration doesn't, but it's the size of a wedding cake for sure. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, what is the, the right amount of tears for something that's not a wedding for a wedding? Should they differ? Like, how do you know? We need a guide of tearing. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I think I think like a graduation is more of a sheet cake situation. Yeah. You know, just keep it kind of simple, like a sheet cake with like sprinkles or vanilla frosting and like, you know, the ones in Costco that have like the, you know, the they're thick with icing and they have like big <laughs> balloons on them piped with like buttercream frosting and they're like huge. The but um, I have to say, though, um, this is one thing we haven't talked about before. I, I am, I'm not, or what should I say? I am partial to a slice of Costco sheet cake. <laughs> 
I think everybody is, right? Because it's like, it's that cake. It's like ridiculously soft. You don't know why it's soft, but you know it's not good. The buttercream, you kind of know it's not butter, but you don't, but it's so delicious and you don't want to ask questions about what it really, really is, but it all just tastes so good together. <laughs> oh my God. Is this my new favorite fact about you? Yes. I love Costco. I love Costco. And for weeks I've been trying to talk on the show. We've been trying to fit it in, but now honestly, I'm just going to throw it in here about the churros there. Apparently they like upgraded have you, I don't know if you've been recently, but they've made the churros even bigger now. They, they, no, they have churros. So number one, I, I I will say I've never gotten the food there. Like I okay. at Costco, you get the front. <laughs> I've never gotten food there, but I do know that they sell like hot, like dollar hot dogs or whatever they are, mm-hmm. um, which I love a hot dog. But <laughs> I didn't know they did churros. They do. And apparently they're bigger and they upgraded or they uh, up the, the price of it as well. And so people were kind of like mad about it. You know, half the world was mad. Half the world was like, oh my God, they're bigger. This is amazing. But yeah, they're a little too crunchy for me. Uh, I, I've never had them. I must try. I must. I must check that out. The one thing I'll tell you. So I used to have to go to Costco a lot for work, mm-hmm. and the one thing I always wished that they sold at Costco and they never did was coffee. Like even if it's just a crappy cup of black coffee, I'm going to be in Costco for the next like hour. Can I just please walk around with a cup of coffee? Like that's like sell, and all they have to do is sell it for like you know two or three dollars, and like that's I guarantee you they would sell tons of coffee. Yeah, why don't they? You, you don't think know. they would? They just had the slushies. Yeah, I, I don't know why they don't sell coffee. It doesn't like it, it just has to be like drip coffee, not fancy coffee. So anyway, I always thought that was kind of a bit of a missed opportunity. But wow. anyway, we need to write them a letter. Um, you know what other huge store that I love going to that's like an event, and every time I eat it at the end, IKEA. I love IKEA and all their yeah. food, and they have good cinnamon rolls. Yeah, I've heard that. I haven't had them, but I've heard that. Next time you go, if you're, if you know, if you're ever there, let me know. Dan always gets mad at me. I'm like, I'm like, it's the Disneyland of stores. Like you go, you plan a day, you wait in line. Like you go one direction, all the directions are on the floor. And at the end you get good food. And he's like, that's not true. I was very disappointed my first time. So anyways, no one listened to me when I say it's like Disneyland, but I just get really excited, even though maybe I shouldn't. Anyways, good times. We talked about a lot. Churros, wedding cake, tears, um, sheet cakes, all of it. Um, and so let's talk about cake a little bit more, but in a different way. So I'm really excited to hear about your feelings on boxed cakes because apparently boxed cakes are getting remixed. I don't know if this is a new thing or if this is a thing that's been around that people do, but there's been a lot of stories on it lately. Like Shondaland has a series about it. Um, who was it, uh, in food magazine, Tyler Florence was talking about this as well. So I want to know, Gemma, what is your honest thoughts on boxed cake? Oh my gosh, you know, I have a few things. Tyler Florence is still around. I thought he was like, I didn't know he was still like on like a thing. A, a thing. Yeah, no, and I, I like him. I do like him. I um actually, and I've been to his restaurants, but that's funny. No, I haven't heard about him in a long, long time. Wow. Box cakes, do I like them? <clears throat> no, I don't like them. Because at the end of the day, uh, all you need is flour, raising agent, sugar, and like a little bit of salt. That's and then, you know, everything else is just the normal stuff you, you would have to add in anyway, which is um, your liquid eggs, maybe, maybe some oil um, mm-hmm. and like maybe milk or something like that. So or buttermilk. So, no, I'm not a fan, but I do get how convenient they are. Like they are really good and they do give you that. I'll go back to the Costco effect of that. They Mm. do, they do yield you this like incredibly soft, delicious, 
probably shouldn't be eating this, but I want to have more kind of a cake. <laughs> Don't ask questions. <laughs> Don't ask questions. Just eat the cake. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. That, you know, I respect it. I will say, I mean, clearly I think baking is just like a a cake from scratch. It's just so much more of an experience, but every once in a while I crave a boxed yellow cake with chocolate frosting. I do the same thing where I put it in the microwave and then melt the chocolate. And it's so, it's like my guilty pleasure. It's, it's so good. It's so good. But I just, I keep it simple, but, um, I wanted to tell you about this Shondaland series. So it's called boxed baking. Um, I've said box so many times now and they've put out recipes. Like it's like an article and they do three different recipes and they do a store-bought cake mix. So they do like lemon, spiced, yellow, red velvet. Um, and then they add things like fresh puree and jams and frostings and fresh fruit and sprinkles, my favorite. Um, and it's just really exciting. And this month they did a strawberry cake mix. And I think it's cool. Maybe exciting is not the word, but it's like, it's, it's interesting. Um, yeah. and so I wanted to know, would you ever experiment with something like this? Like, would you ever you do know, something like that? Yes. Like I thought about it, um, over the years, I've said it to Kevin multiple times, but, um, no, I never did it. And, uh, but there, you can get really creative. Like, yeah, you can do like dump cakes and, you know, there's lots of different things. Like, is, don't you mix like a box cake mix with like a can of seven up and make a cake and, like there's so many different things you could do. Um, yeah, no, like you can get creative, like for sure. Nice. Nice. Okay, cool. Good to know. Maybe we'll see it from you. Maybe we won't, but either way, what would you off the top of your head? Is there anything you would add to a box cake to make it better? Or do you, are you just like not possible? <laughs> no, no, it's not that I don't think it, t- it tastes good and what to make it better. Um, yeah, I think like fruit is kind of like, would be my go-to or jam or, yeah, I'm trying to think like, you know, these dump cakes where you get like fruit, you dump in a packet of uh, dry cake mix and then you put like, I think, melted butter or something over it, something like that. Oh my God. Those are delicious. Yeah, dump Sounds cake. Impeccable. It's an American thing. Dump mm. cake. Look it up. <laughs> Look it up. I think I've had, I, th- I feel like my mom used to have it all the time, but I think I'm confusing it with something else my, or my mom made it all the time. Um, that was like her thing, but is that, that's not the same thing as an upside down no, no, cake, different. Is it? Okay, yeah. yeah. I think she made outside down cakes. But yeah, I feel like I've heard of it, but never had it. Maybe it's about time to do that. Um, but it's funny you talked about fruits too, because I saw that you have your new recipe for Tres Leches cake and you added fresh fruit. Yeah. Um, and it's inspired by Portos, which I thought was really cool because when I lived in LA, I love Portos. But have you ever had the potato balls from there? No, I've only had the Tres Leche cake. Oh my gosh. You have to try the potato balls. They're so good. It's like um, Cuban, I think, and it has like a crust and then it's like potato inside with like ground turkey and peppers. And it's it's absolutely amazing. So if you ever go back Yum. and you want to try something, that. it's really, really good. Um, okay, so moving on to our next segment, we're going to do now trending this week. And so I'm going to give you a few things that are trending in baking right now. Um, and this week we're going to talk about equipment, particularly in bakeware. And you tell me if you like think it's worth the investment, if you think it's a cool idea, or if it's just not worth it and you can make do with what you have at home. Are we ready? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So this first one, which you may or may not have heard of, it's the lasagna trio pan. Um, and I found it on MSN this week at a few other places and 
you can put like, it's like three, okay, it's so hard for listeners because it's not visual right now, but it's like three almost like banana bread sized mm -hmm. like uh, areas in one pan that you can carry. Yeah. And people, you can make like deep dish pizza, mac and cheese, banana bread, brownies, coffee cake, and you can like do different flavors in each one, um, focaccia even. So do you have one, Gemma? And would you recommend investing in one of these? So um, somebody, I think, sent me one a few oh, years ago it was sweet. it was um oh you know what it was did was it lasagna I feel like somebody sent me this lasagna dish that you're talking about uh-huh um no I I have no use for that at all <laughs> if I wanted to make different types of lasagnas I would do two different dishes oh but here it's it just it doesn't make any sense to me I just think it's kind of it's makey uppy. Like when you're making lasagna, <laughs> you're not thinking, oh, I'm going to, I would love two different flavors of lasagna. It's like, no, you make a big, you make a big dish of lasagna because like lasagna is a lot of work to make. So you just make one big dish. Um, I just know, I think you probably knew my answer to that, Mia, when you were like asking me that I was going to like start ranting, but I just, I think it's a kind of unnecessary. I have a dish with uh, along the same vein of the pie dish. And it's cut down the middle so you can have um, two halves of a different pie. Mm -hmm. But it just makes no sense because like, what are you going to do? Like you can't have pastry on one side and cookie on the other because then it needs to be baked and then the cookie's not baked. Yeah. And, um, but then you have to do half a pie crust for each side of the pie. Just like, I just think a lot. it's not for people who cook. Like those kinds of things are not for people who cook. Yeah. It's for people who want it easy. I just don't Which get might be it. me. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I have to say, I was, I was surprised. Sometimes I'm like, okay, Gemma's going to hate this and I want to see her reaction and it's funny. But then other times I'm like, Gemma might think this is clever. So I'm actually surprised that you're like, no, I would never do that because different flavors and different things, like I could see you doing, you know, like one flavor in this or like adding a different fruit in the next one. But you have a ton of pans and bakeware. Mm, so it makes sense yeah. that you wouldn't want this. It's just one more thing. It just doesn't make sense. Uh, yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. Sorry. <laughs> I just think, I just, I just don't think, I would definitely not spend money on that. And here's the thing. I do like the that you gave like a variety like I know it as a lasagna dish and like you said you could do it for like banana bread and stuff like mm -hmm. that but you know all my recipes are calculated like a banana bread for like a nine by five loaf pan it's yeah. not like banana bread to be then divided up between three different pans and then mixed in stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah adding in the sound effects um also makey uppy I think we should just like retitle the segment to is it makey uppy <laughs> 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 okay next you have to tell me if this is makey uppy so it's not i think it's this is well this is i not i think this has been around for a while but i think it's having like a, a new life breathed into it baking steel griddles so um tiktok has done it again where they think they've invented a thing but it's been around and so you know it's those flat tops that people use in diners and you can do yeah. multiple things at once mostly breakfast foods but you can do like pancakes and french toast and rolls or whatever you can make on there um would you say that people should consider getting these or are you like, again, not necessary? No, that's a really interesting question. I, I, I still put my hand on my one. I have, I got one, uh, somebody gave me a voucher a few years ago when I left one of my jobs and I went to Sur La Tabla and I picked up one of these, uh, like cast iron. Actually, no, it's not cast iron. The one I have, it's, uh, it's metal. Um, but is, what is it? It's, an amazing griddle. I've had it for 10 plus years. I adore it. I use it for Ten everything. Plus? 
Yeah, I, and I've even cut on it by accident. I cut on it, but it didn't damage the uh, surface of it. I wonder, yeah. is it in here? Let me have a little look. Um, Ooh, it's shoved in, in the cupboard. But it's, so it's Nordic Ware, the one that I have. Mm. It's fantastic. It doesn't rust. And you know what I use it for most of all is I, so I do, because we don't have a toaster, right? So I do toasted sandwiches. I make you toast don't have a toaster? And stuff. No, we don't have a toaster. We don't have space in this tiny kitchen. <laughs> Oh my God. That's like the first thing I ever got. I was like, I need a toaster. Wait, that's so funny. But I bet your yeah. food is probably fresher for it. Like your bread's fresher for it because you toast it in the mm, oven or whatever. I don't know. Like I, it's um, like, it was one of the things I, I love toast. I love toast and a cup of tea, but mm-hmm. um, we just didn't, we never had the space for it. So we had this griddle, but my point is that I put this griddle in my oven when making bread because and so when you're making pizza or making like a loaf of bread or whatever, you slide your dough in on top of this cast iron and it already is like much hotter than your oven actually is because it's like it has been preheating in there. Mm-hmm. And then you bake your loaf of bread or whatever on that and it gives you what we call oven spring. And it gives you this lovely pop to your loaf and like pop to your oh. bread and it makes it rise beautifully. But um, yeah, it's amazing. And honestly, I think it cost me $30. It's also the one that I got is um, you can flip it upside down. So there's griddle marks on one side, but then the other side is flat. So you can just choose, flip it upside down to which side you want to use. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. It's one of the best pieces of kitchen equipment I ever got. Wow. It is Nordic Ware. You can get them on Amazon. Um, And it's not cast iron. But cast iron can rust. I think this is even better because I did have a cast iron one at one point and I threw it away because it got so rusty. I didn't Uh know you could salvage it. But this one isn't cast iron. I'm trying to think of what metal it is, but it's amazing. It couldn't be like uh, steel or like like aluminum steel, like a combo. I think it is. Yeah, I think it is. That sounds amazing. Also, oven spring just sounds so lovely. Just the sound of that makes me happy. <laughs> I'm in a better mood already. Not that I was in a bad mood, but now I'm in a great mood because of the potential of oven spring. Wow. Good to know. Okay. So people should get the, get these. TikTok did maybe one thing right for once. Yeah. So what do they do with this? Uh, people just make everything on it. Anything they can get their hands on. Honestly, nothing wacky. Like I've seen some wacky trends. I don't know if you've seen, um, I mean, this is unrelated to bakeware, but people do like they'll dump pasta and then like bake it on their whole counter and make like nachos on top of their whole counters. Have you seen those? What? It's wild. But TikTok really has some like, it's it's the wild west out there. There's some things that are ridiculous and there's things like this and I'm like, okay, that's pleasant and TikTokers aren't ruining it. And it's really nice to see, <laughs> but it's really good. I'll have to send you a picture of those when they like literally put like chips and then they put cheese and then meat and then it's like on their island and they're just like dig in oh. and you're like, that's so... I cannot handle no. it. It's so, yeah, it's, it's a lot, but, um, that's too anyways. much. <laughs> yeah. It's too much. Okay. Speaking of too much, if we have time to get to this, this last one really quick. So Megan the stallion, she's a rapper. Um, and she just recently got a candy themed manicure and it says sugar on it. Um, I'm going to see if I can send you a picture. Uh, slack. Yeah. I know who it. Megan the stallion is. <laughs> assumed I didn't know <laughs> no I did I didn't assume you didn't know I always say like I'm like Kelly Ripa like the the talk show host oh, okay. and like you know you're explaining to I everybody did, not just to me I did yeah yeah <laughs> I did say like the rapper pretty hard I was like the rapper you know so um it's okay but okay here we go ready for this surprise I'm excited wait what are you doing reaction. are you sending me something I'm sending you a picture of her nails 
They're candy sec. themed. They're sweet themed. On Slack. Oh, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I love this. So, you know, viewers are always, I feel like I see comments every once in a while. Like people compliment your nails. Like when you get them done, you're big. And you're like, Gemma, I love your nails. Yeah. So, Gemma, would you ever do anything like this? <laughs> no, I'm not. I tell you what, I do my own nails. Um, just I, I, I out of I, I'm very I want to say low maintenance, but I think the real world word is lazy. I just <laughs> I do it myself. But I so I've I've had a manicure around three times in my life. But um, so I'm not really into like this. That's a lot though. Like, how would you even button your jeans? You know, like that that would get caught. <laughs> you know, if you're running your fingers through your hair, that gets caught in your hair. I've had long nails before and they're not fun. I don't know if I can do them again. But yeah, you couldn't bake with them. That's for sure. No, no way. Ugh. No, you couldn't. It would get dirty. But I don't think she's doing a whole lot of any of those things. So I think she's all good. No, she's just living her best life and in her hot girl summer. And that was probably only for the gram anyway. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. She probably took them off the next day. But um, this manicure got me thinking about Candytopia, which is kind of like a Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory type museum. You know how people are doing those like live experiences mm-hmm. in museums yeah. or whatever. And so after COVID, clearly during COVID, it closed down. And now it's open again, uh, I think in Atlanta and Philly. And it has like 12 candy themed rooms, yada, yada. Would you or have you ever gone to anything like this before? I tell like I I've so I've seen them there it, it, that was in LA maybe uh, obviously oh. not last year but um the year before um and like I look I remember like there being queues outside and stuff I I think as a young girl if I was like nine to like 14 I would have thought it was the best thing ever <laughs> because I because I don't I don't live and die by Instagram. I it's not something that I, I needed to to go and get myself in a whole pile of different pictures like in there. But it does look like a lot of fun though. But um like you know, there's these big pools of marshmallows and stuff, but I just um yeah, I I just I can't, I wouldn't imagine like a 38 year old woman like going around taking pictures of herself and swinging on lollipops and stuff like that. Like some things that just oh my God. You just nobody needs to see. And that's one of them. <laughs> Gemma, just like stopping by the portrait of Beyonce made of candy corn and just like taking pictures. Everyone's like, what's going on? Um, yeah. So just for the fun, maybe not for the photos. Uh, do yeah. you know, do you have I don't know if you've ever really talked a lot about candy and just like sweets, but uh, do you have a favorite candy and like what would be in your candy land fun? house of sorts um I do have I have like so I love I don't eat candy I prefer to eat like what I make so like I always have chocolate chip cookie dough in my freezer because if I want something like that I'll bake off a cookie or I have vanilla Mm. ice cream always I'm not a big candy person and I I feel much better eating something that I made than I do after eating a candy bar saying that Every time I fly, so my favorite thing, I'll answer that question. My favorite time, uh, my favorite thing are M&M's, mo- mostly just the regular M&M's and then also Twix. I adore Twix bars. Ooh. So when I fly, I'm a bit of an emotional eater because I hate flying. So yeah. like, I like to like keep myself fed and happy. And I always buy potato chips, which I don't eat in real life either. And <laughs> I buy... Life. M&M's are a big giant and it's a big giant Twix Twix it's not the regular size and also it's not a regular size bag of M&M's it's like the you know family size one family size and um I will like eat those on a flight I love them I love M&M's and I actually have a bag in my house right now and I'm going to eat them 
But I, I do I love M&M's I love Twixes But that's kind of it I don't really eat A whole lot of other candy You know what I do love That you don't see, I don't know if you You see it here Very often in the States You know um, Celebrations Do you know what they are? Uh, I don't think so actually So In you don't, it's not as common here, but in Ireland and in Europe, it's much bigger at Christmas time. We get like these tins of sweets and you would gift them to like your auntie's house, your friend's house. Like you go, when you go to visit people at Christmas time, you'll bring them a tin of sweets. It's like a very old, I won't say tradition, but uh-huh. something that's been done for a very long time. Like you bring over a tin of milk tray or a tin of Scottish shortbread or something. And it was just something that was always done around the holidays but they um, Mars came out with these sweets called celebrations and they, they for this reason to come out around the holidays in these big tubs and you get these mini tiny little like Mars bars tiny little Milky Way like tiny little Snickers and so they're, all, they're all like teeny <laughs> tiny and then and like, um, and like the Maltesers one you get like all these different flavors the thing about it is the whole box, you know, when usually when you get like a tin of something, you're like, oh my God, I only like two of these. Everything else is crap. Yeah. And um, <laughs> with the, with the, uh, with celebrations, like all of them are delicious. Like I eat all of them. Uh, oh so gosh. I do love a box of celebrations. Wow. I've never had them. I have to try them. But you paint such a nice pictures and now I want it to be like Christmas time and the holidays. Aww, which sounds I fun. Know, right? I'm going to bring over a tin of candy to someone's house. Specifically Twix and M&M's, which I too, that's so funny you say that because Dan and I have a tradition that runs in his family. But when we get on planes, we always buy M&M's and then we eat them as we're taking off. Yeah. So love M&M's. I also was a big Kit Kat fan growing up and Reese's. But I used to eat so many Reese's when I was little that I literally went through probably a five-year period where I stopped eating them all together because I was so sick of them. And But now I'm back. We're back. We're back from the Reese's (laughs) fam. So uh, gotta love candy. But I'm the same way. I don't eat them as often um as one might but yeah i'd be curious how many how much our listeners eat candy and if they bake with it at all or do anything i think it's a little bit of a nostalgic thing like where it's it's definitely a treat or like comfort food it's kind of comforting Mm -hmm. because as a kid you would eat candy so like there's something kind of comforting about it i think yeah you're right it is very comforting makes your soul warm good for the soul yeah Oh, well, I think that's a great note to end on. So Gemma, I think that does it for this week. And if you all are out there listening to this point, hey, what's up? Thanks for listening. Uh, if you love the student <laughs> format, let us know how you feel. Reach out to us at Bigger Boulder Baking everywhere. And don't forget, we're new. Oh my gosh, Gemma, this is our 20th show, by the way. Congratulations. Mia, how did that happen? I don't know. I think I we really just feel like traveled. I haven't done this. I have no idea. Like I... I because somebody asked me the other day how many guests like you know who have you had on as a guest, which we will be bringing back shortly, yeah. won't we, Mia? Yep. Um, but I I named like three people and I was like that can't be right. Like who are the other people? My brain has gone to mush. Like I, I'm yeah. gonna have to go back and check out who else we've had on. But we yeah. do have some good people I think lined up to have on in the future. Oh my gosh, I am so excited for guests to come back. It's going to be really, really fun. Um, and yeah, we had amazing guests in the past. To be right, after a month, it's like everything turns to mush and you have to like yeah. go back through. Thank goodness for documentation. Thank goodness for YouTube. Thank goodness for Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen, that you could just go back through the library and check them all out. Um, but while you're doing that, leave us a comment, reach out on social, let us know what guest you want to see. Um, and we just love you all. And thank you so much for being here. It really means a lot every Sunday to just kind of do this ritual with us and sit at the counter or 
the couch or wherever you are in your cars, just being here with us talking about baking, which is so fun. So I'm Mia Brabham. You can find me on Instagram at yours truly Mia and on Twitter at Hot Mess Mia because it's always a hot mess over there. I have a lot to say. Gemma, where can we find you? Bigger Boulder Baking on all social media. And for my personal Instagram, it's Gemma underscore Stafford. Beautiful. Well, I will see you next Sunday, Gemma. Can't wait. Oh, 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 oh,